0: My personal testimony when it comes to prayer, and if you weren't with us, you can go online and, um, and, and hear that talk. It's on oasisvineyard.org, and it's under uh, Prayer and Faith, Speaking of Connecting. I want to begin by saying that Jesus is for you. Jesus is concerned about everything in our lives. Jesus has empowered or sent his Holy Spirit to help us along the way. Jesus wants every one of us to be successful in relationships. And ultimately successful in the number one relationship we have. And that's our relationship with God. And... And just on a sidebar, all of the scripture, all of scripture talks about health. It talks about physical health. It talks about mental health. It talks about spiritual health. It talks about emotional health. The the Jesus came and died and rose again so that you and I would be healthy, healthy followers of Christ, healthy people. And if you're like me, it's taken me a long, long time just to get this bad. You didn't get it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you got it now, right? I mean, I've been in this journey for a long time. And I still, I still feel like I have so, much, so, much, so many areas to grow in and, and so many things to do. Praying sometimes feels a little awkward, doesn't it? As we turn to Luke 11, Jesus says this. He says, Once Jesus was in a certain place praying... And as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just like John's, just like John taught his disciples. And Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Now, this is not the same account that we read in Matthew 6. What is un, uh, understood as the Beatitudes, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. This is just another time. Jesus is t- playing. This is another event, just a different place. Uh, Luke's account of uh, chronologically putting this together, who was uh, walked with Paul, who was a, a f- suvi- su- who was a doctor. Okay, we need to get this out. Okay, now I can move. Physician. Thank you very much. And he said, and Jesus went and said, okay, I'm going to teach you how to pray. And he said this. He said, pray this way. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come. Give us each day the food that we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. So immediately, referring to that same prayer, he, he begins to tell them, this is how you to pray. And you, if, you, if you remember, this is a little different than what he said in Matthew, but if you remember what he said in Matthew, he said, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to the Father in private. So Jesus says, when you pray, go into your room and pray that prayer, that place of privacy. Now... I would be more... I like this room better in my own room. So this is just like um, wishful thinking right here, right now. But, you know, the idea here is, is be in that place where it's just you and God. Be in that place where it's just you and God. And sit with the Lord. And begin, maybe as a model, take either Matthew 6, 9... Or you take uh, Luke 11, um, 4 here, or 3 here, and you begin to pray. And just begin to pray those things back to God. But he went on to tell a story, a parable. Giving an example. And he said this, in verse 5, he said, Then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose... You went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, friend, friend of mine, you know, it's a very endearing term. Hello, friend of mine. A friend of mine had just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing to give him to eat. So here a neighbor comes, goes to his friend, next door neighbor most likely, goes to his friend, they're all in bed. The door's closed. The light's off. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're all, the, the house is asleep. And he's there. Friend of mine. Somebody just showed up and I need some three loaves of bread. And if you're like me, you're kind of going, who oh, in the world is that? Anyways, verse 7. And suppose he calls out from the bedroom. Don't bother me. The door is locked for the night, and my family and I are in bed. I can't help you. Go away. Come back in the morning. I'll have them right there at the door. Go away. I'm in bed. Sounds right. Come on, you guys. You know darn well. If you didn't say it, you thought it. And if if somebody's knocking at your door, you're going, this can't be good, right? But Jesus goes on in verse 8 and says, but I tell you this, though he wouldn't do it for his friendship's sake, in other words, you wouldn't get out of bed for his friend, but if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence I'm not leaving until you get out of bed and give me my three loaves all right now it's it's really not the same Uh uh-oh I'm sorry has any of you guys ever been tent camping yeah Yeah, when my uh, Jacob and Rebecca and Aubrey, my family, we'd go tent camping, and we'd have a tent, a little bit different than that, about the same size, and you stuff everybody in there for the night, you know? And the minute one of the kids go, I need to go to the bathroom, right? (laughs) middle of the night. I mean, but you waking everybody up. Take that little toddler, yeah, I mean, you are waking. That's how it was. I, that's why I use this, ex, uh, this example. That's how it was. When they were shut in, they're all in the same room. The whole family's in the same place. And for him to get up, it's going to wake everybody up. You know, he's going to be climbing over everybody like this, you know, and trying to tiptoe and not stumble and hit his head on the door. It's, it wasn't like this. Now, that's my kind of camping. I don't experience it, but that is my kind of camp. Actually, I don't camp anymore because I don't experience that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go backwards. That is, but that's how it was. That's, that's, that's the, that's how the houses were. So he's there going, and when he says my doors locked, everybody's in bed, it's because everybody's in bed in the same room. It wasn't like, you know, me just coming to to the door and, you know, my kids are all in their same room because, you know, you got a four, three to five bedroom house. It's not the same. And so when they use this example, it's very cumbersome. It's a lot of work to get up and answer that door. But because that person is sitting there... Daniel, will you please just get up and give me the bread so I can be serve my friend that's come and visit? Come on, Daniel, please do this, Daniel. Daniel. You know, <laughs> see? Well, Jesus uses this story as an example of being having persistent prayer. Prayer, you know, go and shut the door Go in your room, sit down with the Lord and begin to articulate back to him. And we, we would suggest that you begin by saying, Lord, honor to your name. I would suggest maybe as you go, and maybe you're just kind of cultivating a prayer life, prayer life and I would say and suggest to you that, Lord, help me to know you better. Help me to love better. That's where I started. Help me to learn how to pray. Help me to learn how to have a relationship with you. Help me to know how to honor you well. Help me to live a life that reflects, reflects who you are. Help me to become all I can become In Christ Jesus. Help me become those things. And so you can go through the Lord's prayer. And you can just articulate those things back to him. Help me Lord. Help me Lord. There's things that I have in my life. That I wish I could change. And if I could have. I would have done it already. But I need your help. I need your help. I need your your guidance. Help Bring people in my life to help me uh, do life differently. Bring people in my life that will speak the truth to me because they love me and they see the best in me. And they they want me to become all I can become in Christ Jesus. Help me to love people better. Help me to love love the things that you love. Help me to see... Life is you see life because everything I see is, is dark. It's destructive. It's painful. There's a, a whole lot of lying and, and, and a whole lot of uh, 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 degrading of people around me. The modeling around us in our society today is outrageous, is it not? And it's acceptable. But Lord, I don't want to be a part of that. Don't let me be sucked in or drawn in to the things that, that, that erode my spirit, that erode me as a person. Help me be able to step in to who you have called me to be. Help me to say yes to you. And so one of the the main themes in this parable is the persistence, is it not? Persistent. Hello, are you up there? Put yourself in the story. Who are you? Who are you in the story? Let me ask you this question. Who's God in the story or is God in the story? One person thought God was the grumpy old man. I can't go there. I don't think he is. I don't think he's that. I think what it is is real life for us. And sometimes we just can't be bothered when we're asked to do things because we have such busy lives. But if somebody, well, how about your own children? How about your own kids coming up and said, let's let's go get an ice cream? No. Well you said when did I say that? You said if that ba 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 da da I go and and, and the, those of you have have kids and have raised them and they follow you around, ah, Some children have gotten so good at armor, 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 and some parents have gotten really good at okay, just shut up. Well, you don't say that. You don't say shut up. Okay, if you be quiet, if I do this for you, you be quiet, will you do it? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to pick on your kids, but I didn't do it. I went to the next, I got my way. I learned how to get my way, right? I learned how to get my way. Well, I did with my mom. Didn't try it with my dad. <clears throat> it was too painful. So he goes on and says, verse nine. And he says this. Jesus says, So I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking. And the door will be open to you. Now for us, this is very challenging. Because we live in a world with instant gratification. This really takes some fortitude, doesn't it? Where you, you go in there and say, okay, here I am again, Lord. And most of the time when you're at my age, when you're at my age, I'm sitting around, I am, I am talking to God about a lot of relationships, and especially family relationships. Especially family relationships that I might be concerned about, you know. Uh, and I said, Lord, I, I just want you to. I, would you do this for me, Lord? Would you, would you help me talk to this person in a way that encourages them to, to open their hearts up to you? I, I find myself in that kind of place. I'm not. I'm not there going, you know, Lord. I, I'd really like a new car and those. See, God provides. I got the part that God provides for me. I got that down. He's going to provide clothing for me. He's going to provide shelters because that's what that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, if my heavenly father takes care of the flowers of the fields or the birds of the air, how much more will he take care of you? He takes care of me. I got that. I'm, a, I'm into that. There's a time or two when I'll go and say, well, I know you take care of me, but can I have a little added on? Because I really would like, you know, this or that or whatever, you know. That's just the way we are, right? So I'm not, I don't think God minds that. Matter of fact, let me tell you a personal story. I was doing a four-day retreat in Colorado. So my first, and it was a silent retreat. I couldn't talk to anybody except for a person I sat with each day, spiritual director. And um, that was the only thing. But I talk out loud. I pray out loud. So I was never lonely. And... Um, so that first night, I had all of these things that I wanted to get answered before I left that retreat. I mean, I had a list. It was a pretty good list. you know it was a life journey list, so my future list. I had things that I wanted to come away with. You know what the Lord said to me? He said, "Can you be patient?" No. That's what I want." I actually did say that. No, I can't. <laughs> but I will. And he said, "Can you be t- patient?" So my list went from went from my pad to the trash can, and I understood that God had a different agenda than I did. In those for those next three days, and it was a good agenda. So that was my little my little but pressing in. And I'm still asking some of those questions that I started about with there. I said, "Well, Lord." How's it, what's this going to look like? How you, what do you want me to do? What is it? I, here I am, I'm pressing a knock and you shall find. Uh, seek, seek and you, 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 the door will be open to you. Knock, seek and find. This is a principle of our spiritual lives. Knock and the, the deal, here's the deal. This is where we, we, where we need to lean into this in a big way. Is you don't give up. You don't give up. You don't give up until Jesus says to you, stop annoying me with that prayer. Now, he might not say that. He says it to me, but he might not say it to you. He might say, "Uh, can we move on? I have this really, you know, I don't want to call it, I don't want to act unreverent because I, I, I feel like I am pretty reverent. But a lot of times he'll say to me, and I really like it, he'll say things like, young man. Oh, yes, young man. Yes? (laughs) Well, you know, I am talking to the ancient of days. Come on. So... (laughs) You can always tell. Never mind. (laughs) So the the parable here, the story here is talking about pressing in with this prayer relationship with God, with Jesus. And he goes on and says this in verse 10. It says, For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who seeks, finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened to them. This is a promise. This is a promise of the Lord. And I... I have to say to each and every one of us, if we hang in there, if we remain true to the scriptures and to the statement here, each and every one of us will be able to say, you know, God did this. God did this. God did this. He might have not did it the way you wanted him to, but you'll have that testimony where you say, I see what God's hand was doing. And that is what's important. That is what's important when we press in and we hang in there. See, folks, most of us are challenged with the attitude of of the persistent part of it. Because it's not in our culture to be persistent. We persistently need to go into the room and sit with Jesus. Everything else flows out of that. Jesus wants to have this, this, this personal Intimate, strong conversation with each and every one of us. Every one of us, where it's real and tangible, where where you be you and I begin to hear his voice, where we begin to articulate though as we read the vo- devotionally the, the word of God, and as it percolates and, 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 it, and it resonates in our person and deep within us, where we begin to sit there and say, I know the direction God has called me, and I will not relent, nor will. Will I give up or give in? Nor will I. See, that's what this is all about. Jesus teaches to pray, oh Lord, honor to your name. Keep me, keep me from falling short, keep me from, from allowing myself to, to go down a road that is destructive. Give me eyes to see the work of the enemy around me and help me to live a life of forgiveness, forgiving not only others, but making sure that I walk in forgiveness towards others. That is the gospel call. That is what Jesus is seriously talking about here. He really does say to everyone who asks, receives. Again, it doesn't mean we receive the answer we would like. Daryl, can you be patient? Now, in using that example, I know the Lord wants to answer all my questions when it comes to the things I was asking about. But what he was saying here, I have a different agenda right now for you than you have for yourself. And I said, okay, I can do that. Because, why? You're God and I'm not. You're the Lord of my life you're the one I follow. that is what's important. so I have a, a couple I have a challenge an action step and um, before we do that let's go ahead and take our offering and that's a great time for us to to put our connect card in the bag if you're a guest with us, and I want to say, um, you know, generosity is a huge part of what it means to walk with the Lord. Thank you. And um, uh, generosity, you know, carving finances out of your life, like uh, supporting uh, a compassion child, uh, other things. This, this. You and I need to have an attitude of, Lord, this belongs to you. Show me how you want me to spend what you've given me. And I realize that some of us here, you know, you're working out your debt load. God bless you. Keep keep at it. Keep at it. Because Jesus wants you to be free. And he also wants all of us to be He wants us to be free. Let's go ahead and bring the worship team forward and I'll finish with this little challenge right here. five to 12 up there. And um, so how many of us have five minutes a day? Five minutes. Five minutes. You got five minutes, right? What I'm asking is that you take five minutes every day, go and shut the door and spend it with Jesus. Five minutes every day. Okay, five minutes. Let's say first month. Five days a week. You get two days off. Five minutes. Can you commit to that? Five minutes. Go in there and shut the door, turn to Luke 11, turn to Matthew 6, and just, and just begin to articulate, articulate those words back to Jesus. Now some of us here, you know you've been around for a while. I, I have a word for you. The Lord misses you. He misses those times. That you used to have with him. And you just got busy. Some of you, 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 the Lord is calling you. Come on, just spend those five minutes. I'm telling you right now, five minutes is a long time. Trust me. It's a long time when you're doing something. Have you ever been like on a treadmill for a minute? And you're thinking, well, this is the longest minute of my life. <laughs> Prayer can feel that way. I'm just being honest here. Five minutes, shut the door, spin it with God. Five minutes. And let me tell you something else. This is the fifth week from Easter Sunday. Fifth week. Five minutes. You know what word, uh, no, number is five in Scripture? The number, is, the number five in Scripture is grace. It's Grace. There is grace for each and every one of us. So take those five minutes wholeheartedly every day. Whenever that works in your schedule, and sit with Jesus and open, turn it on, open it up, swipe to it, 11, uh, Luke 11 or Matthew 5, uh, Matthew, excuse me, Matthew 6. Would you stand with me as we finish praying? We have to ask the ministry team also come forward. We come before you this morning, Jesus, and we say, "Help us! Help us!" To grow in this place called prayer. Teach us how to pray. Help us cultivate. An intimate personal relationship with you. Teach us how rich it is. To carve out. Just those little moments of the day. Where we just focus on you. And learn from you. More, Lord. Thank you for your presence, O God. Teach us the grace. Of persistence. Teach us the grace of knocking and seeking. Help us to embrace the longevity of this relationship. And thank you for being there. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, we're uh, a group of people who believes in the power of prayer and laying hands on those of need. And if you have, if you're dealing with a physical problem, uh, we believe that God touches people's lives. And we have those people. We have those that are trained to just pray and minister to you. Um, so I invite you to come forward. God bless you. Remind, let me remind you again, take on the five minute challenge. God bless you. God bless you.